gloomy, mostly Euclidean confines of Castle Gormagon, upon the lofty wind-blasted heights of the Plateau of Lang, I am Confucius the Ecumenical Volgi, and this is Radio Gormagon. Hello, 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 it's the Tsar of Muscovy. As America is held hostage by the littlest of God's creations, or a Chinese lab's creations, the Tsar feels like one of H.G. Wells's Martians, about to be brought down by something barely even alive. Fortunately, we seem to have it on good authority that alcohol kills the coronavirus, so America has been doing a heck of a lot of drinking over the last few dozen weeks. Now, based on what I can barely make out on Twitter. A lot of you are experimenting with booze you're not necessarily familiar with. Why, just yesterday, the Tsar found himself explaining to a neighbor the difference between bourbons and rye, but also why the Tsar had a stack of bodies next to the fire pit. Now, they weren't corona victims, relax, just serfs who probably disliked the Dodge's spring cleanup plans. And I gotta send repeated messages to the others. Anyway, anyway, the uh, Tsar thought it would be helpful for you listeners to learn about the different types of booze, how they're made, what their taste differences are. So if you can, grab a bottle of everything you see and join me, or else at least listen along as we uh, explore together the wonderful world of hooch. I thought we'd get started with the beer family. Now, beers are made of malted barley, for the most part, and water, yeast, and other stuff I can't remember. You can make beer with rice, which is called sake as well. You think I'm joking, but sake is actually closer to beer than wine. And believe me, I know the feeling. Yes, I know Budweiser is is made in the U.S. out of rice, but it's not close to sake uh, or perhaps other beers, as there are other ingredients added to that that change its color and remove its taste. Uh, The vast majority of beers fall into two large families. Ales, which include anything with the word ale in it, like red ale, brown ale, ginger ale, but also stouts and porters, um, and the other kind, uh, lagers, which include the pilsners, and, um, and well, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, okay, so ale. Ales are made uh, with warm water fermentation. Okay, so this results in a richer flavor, but today's ales most popular with millennias are India Pale Ales, which in the 1980s were rare, flavorful, and interesting, but today tastes like something farted out of your sink disposal. Seriously, they taste like licking the underside of a rotting log. And some porters are so bad, they actually add coffee to them in order to improve the flavor, which is like adding burnt eggs in order to improve the taste of spackling compound. I have here a, fortunately, a particularly famous stout. Uh, delicious, because it's one of the older recipes made by people who are uh, old enough to legally drink. Let's taste some of this now. Ah, well, you could probably guess which one that was. Uh, that's a good, smooth, kind of a steak dinner in a glass. Man, that's good. But actually, you know, this stuff is actually lower calorie. Okay, the other type of beer uh, are the lagers. So those are made with cold water fermentation. So as a result, uh, they have a lighter, refreshing, smoother tasting beer that no self-respecting beer drinker would tolerate. And as a result, they're among the most best-selling beers around the world because beer drinking and self-respect are two very different concepts. I have here a German-style Pilsner. Let's uh, try this one. So That's quite good, actually. I do like lagers. Finish some more of this. Hold on. Okay. I should remind you about sake. 
Uh, it's non-carbonated starch that's made with rice as its main grain. So really a lot of your trendy carbonated alcoholic drinks that come in cans are made with rice brewed alcohol because it's cheap and easy and clean tasting. So you know that can of white talon or whatever it is you saw that 13-year-old drinking at the other day? That's this close to fruit-flavored sake. They just add carbonated water and some sweeteners to it. Seriously. Now we move to the world of wine. Now you might think that there are only two kinds of wine, white and red, but you couldn't be more wrong. It's more like three kinds. I have here a red wine, which as you predict is made by fermenting red grapes. Uh, there are all kinds of red wines. Flat tasting ones are typically called dry wines and sweeter ones are called sweet. But don't get too hung up on what type of red wine to order with what kind of meat. Today you can pretty much do whatever you want. If you like the taste combination, guess what? You paired it correctly. And that's going to happen about 90% of the time. Um, now, red wine gives my wife migraines, so watch out. Uh, this here is a glass of Shiraz, which is a spicier wine with a lot of taste. I like this a lot, but I wouldn't turn on a dry uh, red wine either. Uh, it's good. Uh, white wines are made with greener grapes. Chardonnays, Chenin's Blanc, Pinot Grigio, and so on are all different kinds. And these range from sweet to dry as well. Women over the age of 30 tend to go for the sweeter ones, which can be a lot of fun. Uh, white wines range from green, which tastes like somebody soaked lawn clippings in it, to fruity, because they taste like something kids would like. And I sure did when I was a kid. Now this is a glass of a German Eiswein, which tastes, which tastes really refreshing. I definitely put this bottle back in the fridge and finish this later. Um, actually, why bother? Let me just finish this glass right now. Okay, this bottle here sure looks like red wine, and it really is, but it's produced by a very different method. Uh, this is the third type of wine. It's called a Beaujolais. It comes out of a process called carbonic maceration, which sounds very cool, but is actually quite simple. I have, I have no idea what it actually is. I just found that Beaujolais is best enjoyed with friends, uh, and it's ideal shared. It's no fun to drink alone. But Gore tells me that we have thousands of listeners to these podcasts, so in a way, I guess I'm not alone. So here goes a glass. Oh, that's that's pretty good. You do taste the difference between Beaujolais and red wines. So go get a couple bottles and see for yourself. Okay, now we're going to move to the wine variations. These start out as wines, but are processed differently, uh, either with carbonation or re-fermentation or something. Sparkling wines like Champagne are, are really just old, boring Chardonnays with a crap load of carbonation added. It's true. Uh, Sherry's, Ports, Madeiras, so on. They're differently processed wines. I have here a glass of a really good port. Uh, Volgi and I have polished off more than one bottle of these. Uh, Pewter and I have polished off bottles of just about everything else. Let's try this one. This is a good port. Oh, see, now that's really sweet. That is a great finish. This is a great dessert for me. Now, brandies are offshoots of wine, and they include the cognac and the armagnac families. These have higher ranges of alcohols uh, and can be either smooth or quite rough. Now I have here a nice pint of cognac. Oh, that's good. But you can't drink too much of it because it overwhelms the taste buds. Uh, Mandarin used to have a glass of this every Christmas, but now I think he just dumps it in the pancake batter. He's crazy. Okay, uh, let's get to the spirits. Gin is made from fermented berries, uh, juniper berries actually, and it smells and tastes like hand sanitizer. I had some bad experiences with gins in the past, so I generally avoid it. But this is for you podcast listeners, so here we go. Let's hope we don't have a bad reaction this time. Uh, see, that's 
that strong. I really don't care for gin, but I will marinate salmon in it. Uh, two types. There are two types of gin. Distilled, which uh, redistills the ethanol, and London gin, which is also called dry gin, and it limits methanol content to make it less sweet. So I have one of each. All right, the distilled gin is pretty familiar. So we had, okay. And, okay, so the dry or London gin is definitely less sweet and cleaner. I can't say which, which you'd like more, but I think each would be great in any cocktail. Now, vodka. Ha. Now, this is a very clear distillate, and it's basically flavorless. Vodka is one of the best-selling drinks because you can add anything to it and make it fun. I have a drink I invented where I add a bit of blue curacao to it, some blue sports drink, little lemon-lime soda, and it looks just like a popular glass cleaner, which is what I call it. I think you can put more vodka in it, and it actually will become a real glass cleaner. This is a Polish vodka. Uh, which can be every bit as good as a Russian or French vodka, but at lower costs. Now, I'm drinking this with two parts tonic to one part vodka. Ooh, that's uh, that's great with a lime wedge. Okay, let's move over here. Rum. Rum is made from sugar cane because anything that freaking grows out of the ground, somebody's going to make an alcohol out of it. Now, because it's made with sugar as its source, it's commonly used in cooking as well as making mixed drinks. Other than the color, what's the difference between light rum and dark rum? Yeah, who cares, right? So I have a glass of each. Okay, now here we go. This is light rum. That's uh, smoother. And while it would be great in a cocktail, it's not too bad straight. Now for the dark rum. Okay. Now that tastes like somebody opened a Sharpie pen and dumped the contents right into it. Wow. Let's move on. Uh, ah, tequila. That's further proof that we'll make alcohol out of anything that grows out of the ground. Okay, so the desert plant we make tequila from is this nasty weed that fans up out of the sandy scrub, okay? So tequila has enjoyed quite the skyrocketing in popularity recently with high-end tequila tastings and fancy dress sippings. It's tequila, folks, okay? And it's never going to be your friend. Now, there are four types of tequila, and the only one I can remember at this point is añejo, which is Spanish for don't ask any questions. The other three are something like, this tastes like salt, who put pepper in this, and we're not going to work tomorrow. I've chosen for my tasting a nice 100% mild ajave. Or is it agave? Ajave? I guess there are special tequila glasses now because today you can't just drink even paint remover unless you invest some super expensive glass set from World Market. However, I don't have those, so I'm drinking out of a full 8-ounce juice glass. <sighs> Yikes, that's got some hit. I can see why 22-year-olds challenge each other to drink these. It's definitely a quick way to get sick. Now, the whiskey family. Now, this is really nuts. Not just like yours, nuts, but has all sorts of cousins visiting from around the world. So I'm only going to hit the main ones. Okay, whiskeys are made out of fermented grains. Uh, there are a lot of different kinds of cereals, like Fruit Loops. So there are a bunch of different kinds of whiskeys. Now, you can drink whiskey straight, meaning at room temperature, in a glass. Or you can mix it with ice or water or whatever. Purists will argue with this, but the truth is simple. However you like to drink whiskey is the best way to do it. True. Uh, some people like it straight. Some like ice. Uh, I like it with, with a lot of ice. Some people like it with a bit of water. Uh, however you like to do it, totally fine. Um, so... Uh, well, that's not totally true because I like to do rye sometimes. Well, straight, mostly. Anyway, okay, so listen to this. Corn whiskeys, okay? 
These are made out of uh, corn, and I have a nice one here that's pretty good. Okay, that's not bad. Bourbon is made of corn too, but it's aged, often aged in oak barrels. Now, I love bourbon. Although purists will tell you bourbons have to come out of Kentucky, the reality is that purists are wrong about everything alcohol-related. I have a superb one here from Wisconsin that is uh, truly, it's superb and inexpensive. Um, so let me try this one here. And that is superb. Scotch is a big one. Uh, well, let me get let me get to scotch. So rye whiskeys are not surprisingly made out of rye. Uh, as bourbon's popularity has gone up, so has its price. In response, rye whiskey, which most people look down on in the, as the drunkard's drink of choice in the 1950s, uh, rye whiskey has made a stunning comeback, and many are easily as good as bourbon. Uh, of course, uh, rye whiskey prices are going up in response, so there you go. Fun tip, rye whiskey's got such a bad rap in the middle of the last century, that's like the 1950s, 1960s for you that can't do math, uh, that people avoided drinking rye. And as a result, one of the most popular cocktails in the world, the Manhattan, went from using rye whiskey to using bourbon because nobody wanted to drink rye. So a proper Manhattan is made with rye and is kind of a waste of good bourbon. Uh, try making a Manhattan with original rye uh, now that it's cool again. And you know what? They're really nice. Now, this is a nice Manhattan I made here with some bitters and vermouth and absolutely no cherries, just ice. And that is smooth as silk. Um, yeah, there are wheat whiskeys, uh, but I didn't have time to go buy one to try here. So there are wheat whiskeys. Scotch. Scotch is made in Scotland out of malted barley and is one of the few things you can actually consume that comes from Scotland. Now, scotch is a smokier flavor and can be made of a single type of malted barley or it can be made out of a few different ones blended together. This is a powerful single malt uh, made in some region of Scotland that's mostly consonants and an occasional vowel that when I'm, I'm told that when you pronounce it correctly, it's Burbank. I don't know, but I got a pint of it here. Hold on, let me get this down. That is strong stuff. Uh, that's why I'm not a scotch drinker. Okay, Irish whiskey, on the other hand, I am a drinker of. It's got a pathetic reputation here in America. Uh, Irish whiskey is triple distilled, which makes it exceptionally clean and pure. And oops, and that means less of a hangover for those of you who drink it by the handle like I do. Clean that up. I say it has a bad reputation because most of the popular Irish whiskeys here in the States are, are really inexpensive shoe polishes slammed by the shot glass. Absolutely not, folks. Get yourself a proper Irish whiskey, please, and sip it from a nice glass over a lot of ice when it's super, super cold. I tell you, it's like drinking liquid sugar. Even a stellar Irish whiskey can be pretty cheap to pick up. So, uh, hang on, wait my chin. Although classier, I'm drooling. Although classier ones command higher prices. Uh, I have one of my favorites right here. It's made by John Power and Sons. Uh, we call it Powers. Uh, the ice has caramelized the color so that it looks slightly cloudy if you hold it up to the light. But those are actually just the ice crystals forming around the sugars. See, look at that. That's beautiful. So the stuff is so smooth. I don't feel guilty uh, drinking it out of this 20-ounce plastic cup from uh, a convenience store. That is a simply gorgeous whiskey. Hey, Canadian whiskey. Now, this stuff got me through high school. Canadian whiskey is made from cereal grains. Uh, it's often mistaken as just some variety of American whiskey, but Canadian whiskey is, is completely unique, and it's just as different 
uh, from American whiskeys, a Scotch uh, and Irish uh, are from each other. So I think there are a lot of uh, rye grains in them, and generally these get blended together. Uh, now I got a good, inexpensive Canadian blend here, and man, that takes me back to Coach Zborowski's junior year accounting class. Whew, actually, uh, I'm gonna have a second cup of that, and that brings us to moonshine. This is another one of those. Uh, what was I saying? Moonshine. Yes, moonshine. I have a list here. I can barely read it at this point. Moonshine is well, actually one of those things that uh, would help it to stop moving around. That uh, Moonshine is one of those things that people would have avoided like COVID, except when properly made, it's really good. Uh, moonshine is a corn mash. It's unaged, and therefore it's clear as water. Uh, you can buy commercial licensed moonshine from a lot of places. I have one here made in Indiana, which is funny because it set me back quite a bit when I could call someone up there and they could just give me one made in their basement for almost nothing. Uh, this is smooth and it is really good. So these, um, like the, the thing. Um, oh, I always forgot gin. You, you know, you make gin by fermenting juniper berries. If you have juniper berries on your properties like I do, you get used to seeing the birds and the squirrels flopping all over the yard at certain times of the year. Gin smells awful, and I can get queasy just by catching a whiff of it. Thank you very much, Christmas 1985. There are two types. Distilled, which I guess is cleaner or something. It tastes like it. I mean, it tastes like cleaner. And London gin, which I can't read my notes. Um distilled gin has ethanol in it and London is methanol? Is that right? Isn't one of those gasoline? Let's find out. I have a measuring cup here of each and let's see. That's one cup of... That's definitely gin. Let me try the other one. No. I couldn't tell the difference there at all. And now I can't even remember which cup had which. How much is 400 milliliters? I think that's what that says. Did I try these? I can't remember. Keep moving around on me. Can't see. I think that's my left eye. <laughs> it's hot in here. I need to get some fresh air. Okay, folks. Clean this up. I'm going out for a walk. Oh, that's a lot of stairs. No big deal. One foot in front of the other, right? God. Ow. Ow. Oh no, more stairs. Oh, no. Oh, my eyelid. People avoid drinking rye. 